right. And this is Wednesday, Winwood Radio Discussions with Ian Trottier. Welcome to your weekly program. Yes. Today we have, as usual, two incredible guests. Now, not always do we have two guests, but we have been fortunate in the recent episodes to have two guests. Um, today we'll have Nassim calling. He is a he'll be calling us in a couple minutes. Actually, he is a uh, musician based out of Seattle. He happens to be African American, and he is also uh, converted to Judaism. So we're planning to have host uh, Nassim on the program today. And the at the thirty minute mark, we will be hosting a f- former guest of the program and incredible researcher Dane Wigington who holds the website geoengineeringwatch.com uh there's 90 feet 95 million visits to that website so if you're not quite sure what's going on in the skies need not ask American Airlines okay no pun intended but literally NASA and other government organizations are indeed, this is fact, dropping particles of aluminum into your atmosphere. And again, for me, this all started about a year ago, well, a year and a half ago, when a pesticide was sprayed south or in South Florida called Nalid. Next week, we'll be hosting Joel Gilbert. He's the founder of Highway 61 Entertainment. He's based out of L.A. Mr. Gilbert's new documentary, There's No Place Like Utopia, is a fresh, fast-paced, insightful look at the folly that is socialism. Rusty Humphreys of the Washington Times. We'll be having Joel join the program. Next week, May 30th, co-author of the book Vaccine Epidemic. New York-based lawyer Mary Holland, who is currently the director of graduate legal skills program at the NYU School of Law, will be joining us with two-time guest, what will be two-time guest, of the vaccine co- author of the vaccine court, Wayne Rhodes. Excuse me, Wayne Rhodes. So looking forward to that on May 30th. June 6th will be opened up with Ray McGovern. He spent 27 years in the CIA. And a source close to me says that Ray was actually recently arrested as he was protesting Donald Trump's recent appointment of head of the CIA. So Ray is scheduled to join the program June 6th, waiting for confirmation. And just in this morning, Nomi Prinz will be joining Winwood Radio and discussions with Ian Trottier on June 13th. Nomi is the author of Collusion, How Central Bankers Rigged the World. 
Nomi is no lightweight. She's a former managing director at Goldman Sachs. And she is best known, perhaps, for her former book, All the President's Bankers, The Hidden Alliances That Drive American Power. She will be talking about her newest book, Collusion. She's a native of New York. She has a degree in mathematics from Sunny Purchase. And she happens to also be a graduate of NYU, of the Leonard N. Stern School of Business. In addition to her time at Goldman Sachs, she served as Senior Managing Director at Bear Stearns in London and as a Senior Strategist for Lehman Brothers. So she's been privy, if you will, to understanding what's going on in the international banking world. We are awaiting Nassim to join the program. Now, this has happened in the past where he's in Seattle, so I'm hoping he hasn't confused his time slot. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll wait that. Last week, we were very fortunate to have Tom Engelhardt of TomDispatch.com. If you are listening to my program, most likely you are of an intelligence that is not of the norm. Okay, I'm not, not, I'm not saying that normal people aren't intelligent. Okay, everybody's got their own intelligence, but. What I'm saying by what I what I'm what I'm saying by that is you're looking deeper than what you're being fed by mainstream media. Okay? For instance, TomDispatch.com is an incredible alternative, an excellent alternative to mass media. That's just the way it is, in my opinion. Okay, so maybe that then degrades my intelligence in your view. That's your opinion. But from everything that I've studied in a year and a half, and I was speaking with another individual that's dedicated decades to studying the healthcare, and he runs a very respectable website, and he had some very kind words to say about what I'm doing and what I've been doing for a year and a half here with Windwood Radio. But the fact of the matter is many Americans are finding that they live in a different world than, or in a different country, if you will, than what they knew when they were growing up. It's a different time. The government is changing. Times change. But what I mean again by that comment is, like many Americans, you're digging deeper because now you're questioning the news and the information that you're getting from your mainstream media. A friend of mine, a dear friend, sent me a message today. It was a quote that Fox News had up. And 
just it, it, it was absolutely ridiculous, the message that it said. Um, yeah, I'm not going to repeat it, but it had to do with someone who would support Trump and what they might be equated to. And that's the headline that they're running when they're interviewing this guest. And again, I'm not going to mention who the guest was and what the headline was other than that it had to do with equating someone who voted for Trump to being this. But I, I think that's reaching a little too far into your opinion. Uh, what well, mass media, as the founding fathers had it, should be free. Freedom of media, freedom of, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of press, right? And it shouldn't bias, be biased in any way. It shouldn't try and attempt to uh, shape your thought in any way. It should just simply report the facts. But that is not happening via Fox News, via MSNBC, via CNN, via ABC, via CBS. That is not their overall philosophical approach to their job, in my opinion. So, again, what I'm saying by that comment is you're digging a little bit deeper. And let me please admonish you to visit and patron TomDispatch.com. Now, there are a number of news sources that you could go to in the alternative realm. And certainly Paul Craig Roberts former guest on the program, would be one of them that I would urge you to also look into. But again, more and more, it simply seems that Americans are searching for answers that they're not getting on the mainstream or via mainstream media. So, sources such as what I'm doing here with Winwood Radio, sources such as Dane Wigington's site, geoengineeringwatch.org, are becoming more and more important. And look, since August 6th of 1999, excuse me, 1991, at CERN in Switzerland. The world as we know it was drastically changed. Of course, 10 years later, 9-11 hit. But the World Wide Web was introduced to global societies. And that was the beginning of change as we know it as far as profile creation, an attempt to create a profile in every individual that walks the planet? Is that safe to say? You make your opinion. The World Wide Web. It connects people. And it does so much more than that. Facebook, as you know. isn't all that it 
may seem to be made out to be. I will cut to a break and hopefully will return with Nassim. You've joined Winwood Radio, and I am your host for discussions weekly, Wednesdays, 5 o'clock, Ian Hamilton, Trottier.
Okay, welcome back. Nassim, uh, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of a shout-out here because he was kind enough to agree to come on the program, but uh, unfortunately I think he's probably got his uh, uh, his uh, his time uh, time zones mixed up, and that's okay. It's not the first time it's happened. I broadcast from South Florida, and, uh, and I do frequently have folks uh, from the West Coast. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, he's just missed his spot. I, I don't – if he calls in, we'll bring him on to the show. I, I do have a window here that he can fit in. Uh, but just to give if – you're, if you're interested, this is what struck, struck me, struck me as, 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 as interesting. Nassim Baruch Black, born uh, in 1986 as an American rapper. He's an American rapper and producer from Seattle, Washington. He originally performed under the name D. Black. Uh, he released the albums the Ca- uh, the cause and effect 2006 alva 2009 was featured on uh, producer Jake one's debut album white van music he retired in 2010 to focus on his conversion to Orthodox Judaism but returned in 2012 under his Hebrew name Nisim and began writing for a more positive standpoint. I think he's got a lot to bring to uh, society and culture as we know it as Americans. Um, Nassim has been touring the world recently with dates in USA, Canada, Israel, Germany, Brazil, UK, South Africa, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, and, and more. Uh, in, in 2018, Nassim was featured on the BBC, achieving more global interest from media across the world. He's currently recording his fifth album, Gabor, a release date yet to be announced. And unfortunately, it just seems like he's probably mixed up time zones. Uh, I try to make that clear uh, when, I, when I do invite and receive confirmations that, uh, that I am in Florida and all time is Eastern Standard. But sometimes it does, uh, it does get overseen, and uh, it looks like uh, that may be the case today. So uh, much apologies. Uh, uh, we'll we'll try to rearrange another uh, another time to bring uh, Nissim back on. Now, I want to June June twenty seventh. I want to mention Wolf Richter. He's a financial analyst, uh, economic uh, commentator based in San Francisco. He's founder and CEO of Wolf Street, uh, WolfStreet.com. Richter has a BA, MA, and MBA from the University of Texas. That's Austin, and over twenty years of C level operations experience, uh, corporate experience. Uh, this includes company turnarounds and VC-funded startups. His website highlights the Federal Reserve, that's WallStreet.com, housing and international business, a recent key article of his, How People Turn Into Debt Slaves, is of highlight. In his cynical, tongue-in-cheek manner, he muses on Wall Street about Wall Street about economic, business, and financial issues. Wall Street shenanigans, complex entanglements, and other things, debacles, and opportunities that catch his eye in the U.S., Europe, Japan, and occasionally China. That's a quote directly right off of his website. His former book, Testosterone Pit, dives into, well, I'm going to assume, greed. So how people turn into debt slaves is of uh, tantamount importance and interest here because yeah, that's that's exactly what's happening, whether you 
agree with the financial reserve, whether you agree with the practices on Wall Street, uh, whether you agree with the economics that go on in the U.S. Look, like I said before, I'm certainly very proud to be an American, and I'm proud of the economic success that that's brought the government and members of society that live within that governance, and certainly very proud of the academia that has been achieved in its schools. Okay, we live in a extremely prosperous time. But where I have an issue is when that success, if you will, is used for the ill of others. Okay? Jeremy Hans, who's been a former guest on my program, used to write for the Yale Environmental Magazine 360, spoke about things just like that. That is, turning national preserves and parts of the wilderness that we rely on as humans into smog-emitting factories and carbon monoxide-polluting machines of finance. For what? So that somebody can live in a big house on a top of a hill in a luxurious manner. And they live that way for, what, 20, 30 years? And then they're gone. Okay? So it's all about protecting the environment for future generations because it's not about us. It's about our children. I don't have any children personally, but without getting too far off line for you, take a deeper look at how some companies are making money. And Dane Wigington, I'm sure, in about 10 minutes, will speak and want to speak to you about that. So how people turn into debt slaves is a particular article off Wall Street that caught my eye. And again, Wolf will be joining the program June 27th. That is confirmed. We'll follow him up after hosting Nomi Prince. The price of easy money, low interest rates, and debt bubble bubbles. Are you a debt slave? <laughs> Unfortunately, most Americans absolutely are. So again, to give you a little bit of a history of where I'm coming from and how I started this. I'm a Miami resident. A friend of that I confide in said, Ian, you got to start looking into the Zika nailed controversy. I was approached by a producer out of Hollywood that's dedicated her time to saving the honeybees because these pesticides are killing the honeybees. I'm not saying all pesticides are bad. Look, I don't like mosquitoes. I don't like rodents. I don't like pests. But is a is there a sinister connection? Sinister, excuse me, sinister connection to pesticides? 
And that was the argument uh, going on two years now, well, a year and a half, in South Florida when Nalid was sprayed to combat the Zika virus. Where is the Zika virus today? Where is the Zika virus today? It's pretty non-existent as far as I'm concerned. I haven't heard of it in months and months and months. But that pesticide keeps getting sprayed, and there's a lot of controversy about the neurotoxicity levels of that pesticide. So I accepted Miriam's request, and I wrote an article. And I spent three months researching that. I've got a bachelor's degree to my credit, so I've done research in the past. Not a lot, but I've done a little. And what I found was what a lot of people will allude to when they say digging down and diving down into a rabbit's hole. The power brokers that operate the government. They're having their way with many aspects of your life. Most likely, you have no idea that it's happening. But as I mentioned, if you're listening to this, you're digging for something. You're digging for the truth. Your intelligence is kicking in. And you need to tell your friends to do the same. Because... Like I mentioned to this person that's been at this for a few decades in regards to healthcare and had some very kind things to say about what I was doing. If you don't start to raise your voice, nobody will for you. And controver- uh, 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 opposite of what uh, uh, Dr. Roberts has said on the program, I happen to think of course, I know very, very little compared to what he knows. I happen to think that if there's anything we can stand on, it would be the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But that water is becoming extremely murky. I'll be cutting to a break right now, and I will be back with founder of Geoengineering Watch, Dane Wigington. We'll try to bring the sim back on the program at another time. I thank you for listening to Winwood Radio. I thank you for tuning in to discussions. I am your host, Ian Hamilton Trottier. Follow me on Twitter, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Follow me on Instagram, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Go to my website, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Check out some of the writers that I've got on the program writing for me and certainly contribute to the web, to the, to the website and to the program if you feel the need to. I'd appreciate that, and uh, I will be back.
Okay, and welcome back. I've got on the line now Dane Wigington of Geoengineering Watch. Dane, are you with us? Yes, I can hear you. Let me cut this music one moment. One sec, Dane. Okay, hold on a second. I apologize for this. Okay, Dane, nice to have you back on the program. Uh, update us here, Dane, with what's going on. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on the program short notice. And, um, and like you said, um, you're, it, you're, just for listeners to know, you're being flooded at geoengineeringwatch.org. Uh, 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 dot, uh, and you're being flooded and inundated with, uh, with uh, new information. How can you update us, Dane? Well, again, with, with all the political theater that's, that's being orchestrated to distract populations from the wider horizon and from what really matters, uh, because all the political maneuverings, whether it's from the left, from the right, conservative, Republican, it doesn't matter, or, or liberal, Democrat, none of this matters. It, if we have a planet that won't support life, and we are plunging toward that state, and for those that don't believe that, that's not something I can change. If people are unwilling to look at facts, frontline data, there's nothing I can do about that. All we can do at geoengineeringwatch.org is try to present that data. We have and the quest to try to find information, because for decades, the system, Ian, has been set up to try to make it all but impossible to uncover information on the covert climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, biological warfare because these elements being used in climate engineering are toxic. The system has made it all but impossible to uncover that data. We have, however, now received documents from NOAA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. We're still reviewing some from our last release of documents. Our attorneys are reviewing that. But what we know is this. In addition to the illegal federal gag order, on all National Weather Service and all NOAA employees, we now know that from the very top levels of government, they are now orchestrating the flow of information in the form of weather forecasts all the way down to the local meteorologist meteorologist level, trying to control the message completely. Why? Because they need the message to be consistent. Why wouldn't it be consistent? Because the local meteorologist can't know, unless he's told and given a script, what the scheduled weather will be. Thus, they have to control the message, and our NOAA documents prove that's exactly what they're trying to do right now. So we've published some of those already at geoengineeringwatch.org. Again, that's a, we got those documents as a direct result of our Freedom of Information Act request, which NOAA originally didn't respond to. We had to sue the Department of Commerce, the overseeing agency for NOAA. Now we're getting some documents. But bottom line is this, Ian, the biosphere, for many reasons, from all forms of anthropogenic activity, is imploding. But the single greatest factor that's not being acknowledged by academia, media, or any official agency, is the ongoing global climate engineering weather warfare assault. What is Dane? In your in your opinion, what what have you have you made any connections to the uh, human genome project? Is is that a first for me to mention something like that? Have have you made have you made any connections there with that? Certainly, we're aware of those aspects, but for most people, Ian, if if they can't or won't grasp what they can see with their own eyes happening in the skies above their heads, that clearly material is being dispersed, that material is toxic, obviously it settles down to surface levels where we all inhale it, it's a very immediate threat to their lives. If we can get them to that point, 
where they understand they're in a fight for life, uh, those that are capable will hopefully research further and understand many of these materials are endocrine disruptors. We have, you know, from many sources, we have a, a threat to DNA at this point, even right. the back to climate engineering, destroying the ozone layer as the single greatest cause, not the only cause, but the single greatest. Now we have DNA damaging spectrums of UV radiation bombarding the planet. We're seeing mutations in the forest already. None of this, none of this is being disclosed. And we know in the case of UV readings, the official readings that are put out are completely fictitious, completely fictitious. They have no basis in actual surface measurements. So again, the population, although they can feel, Ian, you can feel how hot the sun is on your skin when you get a direct shot, correct? Of course. And we see the, the bark being burned off of trees on the exposed sides on many species. It depends on the species and the specimen, whether we, we see this profound effect or not, but it's it's radically bad already and growing. We see plankton decline. We have peer-reviewed study to prove UV is killing plankton now. And yet people, in if they're told everything's fine, go back to sleep, go shopping at the mall and see a movie, that's what they do. And if that course continues, uh, we're not going to be around long, any of us. Our planet is being destroyed, and is that on purpose? Is that, is that by design, Dane? No, I would argue that narrative, all that narrative does, when, when, and there are many who, who go there, um, it simply ensures that academia will never come near the anti-geoengineering movement, and we can't have that. We need to join with them. We need them to come out of the shadows. So although that's a consequence, certainly, and although there are many agendas being carried out, there's nothing benevolent in these programs to imply or conclude that that's the specific intent of these programs is to ignore um, voluminous amounts of data to corroborate many of the agendas. We have weather being used as a weapon. We know this, in fact, an example that I've, I've given many times, but it's, it's a very clear example. In the Middle East, when we had, after 9-11, and we had, uh, one week after, we had the, the naming of all the countries that were going to be taken down in the Middle East. Is it any coincidence that every single one of those countries underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought to destabilize them? Not a coincidence. It's weather warfare. So we have weather being used as a weapon. We have weather uh, modification climate intervention programs being used to mask the severity of climate implosion from the population for as long as possible. And this is a key aspect of these programs, too. Uh, and you've seen the headlines of the snow over the pyramids, over the United Arab Emirates, and so forth, these headlines that everybody jumps up it. and down about. So this is chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. It's literally engineering winter weather out of what should have been a liquid precipitation event with patented chemical ice nucleation materials. Now, all this information is at geoengineeringwatch.org. So what we're trying to express, these events are not natural in any way, shape, or form. So for those who, and it serves as a powerful tool for, the, for those in, that are pulling the strings, to divide populations when they create these kinds of headlines. They have those that don't want to believe there's anything wrong with the environment, so they see a headline like that, and they, they're fortified in their denial, if you will. On the other side of the fence, the environmentalists, so to speak, uh, which are showing immense hypocrisy and immense willful blindness, who will not acknowledge climate engineering as a part of the climate collapse that's occurring right now because they're trained, programmed, and told by their group leaders not to acknowledge this. So we have ample denial, Ian, on all sides of the fence. What's going on in the current administration? I, it, sounds, it sounds like uh, the current president is, is flat-out denying that global warming 
is 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 happening. And yet, uh, Dane, I you know, I'll talk to people in South Florida that are from New York and they'll say they'll say, you know, it was 30, 30 degrees last week. And then this week when I just left, it was 80 degrees. I mean, g- climate change, it seems like it's a very real thing. How, how can how can these how can these how can these people be in denial? Um, that that's a very profound question, and it's certainly a, a sad testimony to human nature how tenaciously people cling to um, their desire to not face unpleasant realities. In the case of the weather whiplash scenarios you described, Ian, that's a direct result of climate engineering as well. Not to say that the planet's not warming; it is absolutely far beyond warming. In fact, it's far worse. At GeoengineWatch.org, based on frontline available data, we have stated consistently, emphatically, that the warming is not as bad as Al Gore stated. In fact, it's far worse. Mm. It's exponentially worse. And what are we seeing from academia now? That exact acknowledgement that the reality on the ground is far worse than the worst-case scenario. We have always said that at GeoengineeringWatch.org because that's what the data dictated. So in regard to the weather whiplash scenarios, what you have is a runaway warming scenario right now on our planet, and the only way that that can be temporarily altered is when there's enough moisture and chemical ice nucleation elements are sprayed from aircraft into that moisture from above the cloud systems, causing an endothermic energy-absorbing reaction, which creates a cold-inf layer of air that settles down to the surface and lowers temperatures. That's the only way those whiplash scenarios occur. They are artificial. They are not natural. But when that happens and the temperatures drop, even if temporarily, Again, it creates the division and confusion that I described earlier. So that's that's one aspect of climate engineering, using it as a tool to confuse and divide populations about the true state of climate collapse until the last possible moment. And why why is why is that why is that happening? Is is there a benefit to to confusing the populations? Certainly, if the populations understood the severity of what was unfolding, and understood that governments around the globe had committed them to this climate engineering assault some seven decades ago without their knowledge, without their consent, I would argue populations around the globe would be heading for the streets with their pitchforks and torches. And those in power know this. They know that the liability that's already been created from climate engineering is, is so beyond being calculable that it would overturn the current reality. Everyone everywhere would know that they have been irreparably damaged. And they're trying to avoid that state until they're prepared for the total collapse to happen. And I, in regard to what's coming in, under the best case scenario, collapse is still imminent, still absolutely imminent. Can we salvage part of Earth's life support systems? No one knows. No one can answer that question. But based on the data we have, if we can allow the planet to respond on its own, starting with stopping climate engineering, that's the best chance we have. Other forms of human damage to the planet must also be stopped immediately. The paradigm we've known is done. It's not coming back in any time frame that matters. Again, I know that's a harsh message, but the, the part of the reason we're in the dire place we're in right now is because almost no one has been willing to tell it like it is, and we can't continue on that course. We can't continue pretending everything's fine and we can keep doing what we're doing on a finite planet with finite resources with clinically insane individuals running the whole show. Can't live that way. Dane, in, in, in your research, in your opinion, where is this being orchestrated from? Is this, can, can we isolate it to the uh, U.S. Air Force? Is it much broader than that? Because this is, it seems to be happening globally. It is. It's much, much uh, wider scale than that. 
In fact, it, certainly all roads and lead back to the central bankers, those who run the central bankers, those who print the money. And that's the top tier of the ladder. But the scope and scale of these programs is absolutely immense. We have a an 800-page Senate document from 1978 that outlines much of what's going on, that the global cooperation of federal agencies involved, universities involved. And keep in mind, the vast, vast majority of these individuals are completely compartmentalized, just like you have in all military operations. But you have subsidiary groups. You have Raytheon, Lockheed Martin. You have Jeppesen communi- uh, uh, Communications or Jeppesen Flight Control, the subsidiary of Boeing that's coordinating global flights. For example, I had a face-to-face with a top Jeppesen executive, and again, they coordinate all global flights. Uh, about 15 minutes of perimeter conversation, the moment I mentioned geoengineering, he literally turned his back and walked away. Hmm. They know at a deeper level what they're doing, but because it provides a paycheck and a pension, unfortunately, we have too many members of the population that are willing to keep their head down and, quote, just do their job until the whole ship sinks. We cannot remain on that course. Those that are participating in these programs must understand that they are literally contributing to global omnicide on the near-term horizon. In reaching critical mass in and this is most important so the people don't feel powerless because they're not. If we share credible data and we try to provide that at geoengineeringwatch.org, we are very meticulous about everything we post, that it can be backed up. If you share credible data from a credible source, you can wake people up. Data that includes NASA photographs, documents. We have uh, patents, gag orders on, on the, you know, the National Weather Service and no employees. We have materials on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org that people can share the links for for, for free from their own home computer. They don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to spend anything. And we have instructions on the homepage as well as to how to help because we have to do this from a grassroots level. The entire system of government is bought, sold, and paid for from the bottom to the top. We will not get anywhere with our, quote, elected officials. As you know, Dane, I've uh, been fortunate to, uh, if you will, uh, to uh, host Ken Caldieri. He's a Stanford fellow, teaching fellow, and he uh, presented to Congress uh, a few years ago the Carbon Cycle Report. What is the main difference? Uh, and and I'd, I'd love to bring the two of you together. And as you know, Dane, uh, he was not open to uh, to that discussion. What is this the the the, the main difference here with uh, with Ken Caldera and uh, and 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 how can we overcome such hurdles? I'll say this on the air, Ian, and Caldera can sue me if he wants. Caldera is a paid liar, nothing less than a paid liar. And he refuses to go on the air because he doesn't want the same thing to happen that happened to his colleague, Douglas McMartin. And if you haven't seen that exchange I had on air with Ken Caldera's colleague, Douglas McMartin, I encourage your listeners to go to geoengineeringwatch.org and watch that one-hour live debate where the denial of academia and Mr. McMartin, who works with Mr. Caldera, and who represents Caltech, MIT, Carnegie Science, and Cornell, was completely exposed for his false narratives over and over and over, live on the air. Is he coming back for another debate? No chance. David Keith, Mr. Caldera's other colleague, no chance. They know they are lying. They absolutely know. So I'll say that on the air, and if Mr. Caldera thinks he can take legal action, let him try. Let him try. So the bottom line is these people are paid to cast doubt into the public mind. And, mm-hmm. and on Caldera, he did a survey. Have you seen the survey that Caldera was the head of that said 97% of scientists say chemtrails aren't real? Have you seen that survey? Wow. No, I have not. So let's, let's examine that from Mr. Ken Caldera from Stanford. 
So he does a survey, solicits 450 scientists, which he didn't disclose publicly, of which only 97 responded, of which, or excuse me, of which 77 responded, of which 76 stated, quote, chemtrails weren't real. They weren't asked about geoengineering. They weren't asked about climate engineering. They weren't asked about solar, solar radiation management. They were asked about a term that's not even a real term. Our attorneys at geoengineeringwatch.org did a follow-up survey on those 77 scientists and 1,430 more climate scientists, 1,500 total. We asked them if they would deny on the record that climate engineering has been deployed, solar radiation management, cloud albedo enhancement, all the science terms, not one. Not one, including the 77 surveyed by Mr. Caldera, was willing to deny climate engineering on the record. Not one. So this is a matter of semantics. And we have deception from people like Ken Caldera that is absolutely criminal. And then I hope that when this issue is exposed and people like him are exposed for their part in the climate engineering cover-up, that they are held legally and morally accountable in trials that would resemble the Nuremberg trials. Dane, uh, geoengineering, is it a result of greenhouse gases emitted from the burning of petroleum? Where does this come from? Geoengineering is a response to it, and it is adding to it as well at the same time. So here, here's the, the logic in this equation, or the lack of it, I should say. The attempt to cover up the damage done from anthropogenic, i.e. human activity by doing even more damage at the same time. Now, this is truly the definition of insanity. So in addition to weather as a weapon, and there's no question, this is historical fact. I'm not speculating or theorizing. We have historical fact, Project Popeye and other documented weather, mod- weather warfare projects that have gone on throughout history. But in the attempt to, again, mask the buildup of greenhouse gases, and for those that don't understand this or deny it, those who somehow convince themselves the planet has some magical thermostat that automatically keeps itself at a certain point no matter what we do to it, that's not logical, it's not rational. The planet retains heat because of a layer of greenhouse gas, and that includes methane, nitrous oxide, and other gases as well. It's not just CO2. When you thicken that blanket, what happens? It gets warmer. So climate engineering, although they can create short-term toxic regional cooldowns, it comes at the cost of a worsened overall warming. Ian, we saw this after 9-11 when all the aircraft were grounded, and there was a profound opportunity for study over the U.S., and we saw exactly what we'd expect to see. Nighttime temperatures went down because the heat-trapping layer of sprayed atmospheric geoengineering aerosols was gone temporarily, and daytime temperatures went up profoundly. So this is not a clear snapshot as to what will happen in the long run when geoengineering stopped because the hydrological cycle had not had time to resume. But the bottom line is, what do we see on the planet right now? We see nighttime low temperatures rising twice as fast as daytime highs. Why? Because it's not cooling off at night. Why? Because the heat can't escape. Why? Because greenhouse gases are building up rapidly and because climate engineering aerosols are also trapping some of that heat. So again, we're in the fast track right now to Venus syndrome, and that is not a metaphorical term. And I encourage people to search anything, everything I'm saying, everything. I don't want anybody to believe anything I'm saying. I'm asking you if you care about your future, your children's futures, the future of the web of life on planet Earth. Please investigate what I'm saying. What's the outlook for Northern California? Uh, the The fires last year were outrageous. South Florida is supposed to have yet another uh, very active hurricane season. What is the outlook? What can 
folks do. Of course, every location geographically has a different threat. But what's the outlook where you live in Northern California, Dane? Bleak. The outlook for Florida, bleak. The outlook for planet Earth, bleak. And unless or until we can expose and halt climate engineering, those in power quite literally have us all by the throat. Literally. And they can and are steering hurricanes. And for those, they're not... Nature's forming hurricanes very well on her own. And a lot of that cyclonic rotation has been suppressed. I mean, you have a warmer planet, you will have more cyclonic circulations. But those cyclones are absolutely positively being steered. And those who do not believe that that technology exists, again, I encourage you to investigate. We captured at geoengineeringwatch.org in real time as it was happening. The microwave radio frequency transmissions that are used to manipulate air masses that are used to steer cyclones. We captured that in animations in real time as it was occurring. Go to search geoengineeringwatch.org Hurricane Harvey or geoengineeringwatch.org Hurricane Irma. Look at the data. Look at what we've captured and understand these cyclones are being used for weapons. And for, for those who don't think or, or who have convinced themselves, Ian, that those in power are looking out for them, that have their best interests right. in mind, that could not be further from the truth. Right. And, 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 and you hit it on the, on the nose, uh, Dane, because everything that, I, everything that I've researched in the course of this program, which is about a year and a half, going on two years old now, leads right back to uh, profit margin and greed, and it goes back into the Federal Reserve. I was fortunate a few weeks ago uh, to host uh, G. Edward Griffin. Not sure if you're familiar with that name or not, but he spent the past few decades looking into the Federal Reserve and how it was organized on Jekyll Island in Georgia back in about 1910 and where we stand today. He's put together uh, a big support team, and he's actually hosting a, an expo up in uh, the, the, the Northwest, uh, which will have uh, Robert Kiyosaki and some other uh, some other pretty popular big names. Uh, he's calling his expo the Red Pill Expo. Now, it probably deviates a little bit from from what you're concentrating on as you narrowing right down into geoengineering. And I and I and I don't want listeners to kind of get too far off in their approach. But like you said, Dane, everything that I've kind of gone back to, and what blew my mind, and this is the second time you've joined the program, what blew my mind, Dane, is as I was looking into the pesticide that was sprayed down here in South Florida called Nalid, I, I, and, and against the Zika virus, I drew a parallel, I drew a connection that just blew my mind, that the, that the, that the cultivation process for Zika virus is patented. The owner of that patent is the Rockefeller Foundation, and the Nalid, the pesticide that was developed in the 1950s by Chevron Chemical Corporation, the largest shareholders of that organization were the Rockefellers. So I tied both of them to the both of those elements, Zika and Nalid, to the Rockefeller Foundation, and as we know, the UN sits in New York. It sits. Uh, it sits on ground. I think it's right off Murray Hill there in Lower East Manhattan. It sits on land that the Rockefellers donated. Now, I'm not pointing any fingers at the Rockefellers, but what I'm saying simply is a lot of these issues that we're facing today, like vaccines, can certainly root back to money and the economic and the money system that the cabal, if you will, that certainly controls and seems to be controlling our government. And so I'm glad that you said that, Dane. Do you have anything uh, do you have anything to mention about what I just stated there or mentioned there? A couple final points. Certainly there are the disaster capitalists involved. In regard to the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, all roads, again, lead back to the central bankers, of which they are a part. So we agree on that. In regard to Mr. Caldera, one other point to make, yeah. 
I have an audio of him stating in his own words, it's at geoengineeringwatch.org, search geoengineeringwatch.org, Ken Caldera, you'll find it, stating in his own words what he did for the U.S. government was to design pathogens to seed into clouds to infect the population below. That's what Ken Caldera is about. Wow. In regard to Mr. Mr. Griffin, unfortunately, yeah. at Ed's events, he has uh, speakers who adamantly deny climate engineering, which is very perplexing to me when, when Ed claims to be fighting that issue. And unfortunately, also, the, the narrative that I, I hope they look at, examine current data and, and not to continue to propagate the narrative that there's nothing wrong with the planet and the climate, because that's unfortunately what the climate engineers want the public to think, as I expressed at the beginning of this program. So in regard to uh, people like Lord Griffin, who I know I, I think is a speaker at that event, if people search his name and, and quote Kim Trails, they'll see him on the record denying the issue. So I, I hope at those events they acknowledge the reality of climate engineering and don't have speakers that deny it. That would be my only statement about that. Thank you. I appreciate that, Dane. Uh, is, is, last I checked, that you've got is your website growing? Are you getting more people uh, studying this information and looking at your website? We're over 30 million, 30 million visitors. We just today had a billboard go up, one of the most viewed billboards in the U.S., it's wow. on the thoroughfare from Manhattan to New York, geoengineeringwatch.org, stop climate engineering, stop toxic climate engineering. So we're doing everything we can to sound the alarm. And, and I want to state this again, in addition to the people that are making money out the disaster here, mm-hmm. Ian, and I don't deny that, it's important for your listeners to understand on the current course, we have a very short time horizon. I'm not talking about centuries or decades. Yeah. At the current rate of die-off, the current rate of biosystem collapse, aquatic and terrestrial, uh, we're going to hit the wall very, very, very soon. I encourage them to investigate and understand how imperative it is they join us in the battle to expose climate engineering, which would drag everything else to the surface with it. Dane, and, and, and for listeners out there that are interested and, and that will patriot and visit your website, is there anybody else out there that you would consider an ally of yours in this fight? Well, certainly we, we work with uh, a, a number of agencies and individuals that are coming around. We, I, I have three U.S. Air Force retired generals are working with right now. In regard to websites, and we, we are, again, on we, we post meticulously uh, research data, and I, I, I don't have anyone else I can recommend on the air, but I'm not saying there's not others that are out there trying to do uh, a good job at exposing the data. I just ask them to be thorough. And, and not to mix subjects or issues or controversial or, or unprovable elements in with this issue because we lose credibility when that happens. But I, we're nonpartisan, we're nonpolitical, we don't advertise our site, the data repository. We hope it's a tool for people to help us sound the alarm. That's our only purpose, Ian, to sound the alarm. Dane Wigington, ladies and gentlemen. Dane, thanks for joining the program. I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Keep up the great Thank work. You, okay, bye. Take care. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, geoengineeringwatch.org. The alarm is sounding, folks. This was the second time that I've had Dane on the program. He impresses me every time. It's very easy to get into a comfort zone here, folks. It's very easy. I was in it. I was in it. In fact, I wasn't only in it, but I had blinders on with sunglasses. And then, poof, something went off. I strive every week. There's so many topics 
to tackle. If we can't breathe clean air and drink fresh water, we're in big trouble and we're beyond that point. And that's exactly what Dane is trying to convey with uh, to us. We're beyond the point here, folks. This is crisis. It was wonderful to hear him say that he's now got a bull billboard up in Manhattan. What he's doing is catching attention. I will return after a very short break to close out the hour. I'm thankful for your listening and tuning in to Winwood Radio. I'll be right back with you. to convey it but do what I'm doing we all are trying to do our parts if we're in this we're all in this together folks I thank you for tuning in to Winwood Radio I thank you to li- for listening to me pass this on to your friend get your parents listening to this get your 
sisters, your brothers, your nephews, your nieces, your grandparents, your neighbors, your coworkers, anybody you can think of, question everything I've said to you. Just like Dane said, cross-reference what he has posting and publishing on his website. Take him to task. He's asking you. Take him to task. Take me into task. Take your president to task. Because as you do, you will find that you have good reason to be doing so. There's a lot of truth that needs to be uncovered. Filmmaker Joel Gilbert, founder of Highway 61 Entertainment, based in Los Angeles, graduate of University of London School of Oriental and African Studies and the London School of Economics. He's got an MBA degree from George Washington University in Washington, D.C. He will join the program. Here's a little snippet next week, okay? May 23rd. Joel has written, directed, and produced political documentary feature films on the Middle East conflict, Islamism, Iran, Barack Obama. Is his name Barry Soltero? Anyway, whatever. Whatever it is to you. And Donald Trump. Gilbert's 2014 documentary. And let me let me part here for a moment because Dane brought up a very interesting point in that he's, he, he, he's talking about the banking, the in, I mean, I'm going to say international, I don't think he said international, but the international banking system, which is controlling many strings here. Okay, you can go back to, you can go back to, uh, you can go back to my, my episode uh, of hosting, uh, author of Surviving 9-11. Okay, that's what, that's what, that's what got me written up by Talking Points Memo, as I had the previous, the preceding week hosted uh, uh, Mississippi State Senator Chris McDaniel. Okay. Uh, surviving 9-11, Christopher Boland, by the way, he's been on BuzzFeed. He's talked to uh, 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 Oliver Stone's son that runs that program, BuzzFeed. Um Okay, so he says he says 9/11 is a hoax. I'm not saying 9/11 is a hoax. He says it is. He says it was designed by the uh, by by the uh, uh, Zionist World Zionist Organization. That's his research. All right, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying 9/11 was a hoax. But what I'm saying here, folks, is you need to look into this banking system that controls the reins. Of your constitution. That's what's at stake here. That's what's at stake. So Joe Gilbert, his 2014 documentary, There's No Place Like Utopia, connects dots from Plato's Republic. Okay. Oh, but Ian, Plato's Republic, you know, what does that have to do with us today? Hmm. Much of the way you live your life in the United States is because of Plato's philosophies. So he connects dots from Plato's Republic, 380 BC, to Sir Thomas More's book, Utopia, 1516, to Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto of 1848. Does man's generational push for societal peace conflict with man's 
charge for power is a question. And how has this faced itself through generational governance? And what is the common thread, if any, through the philosophical literary approach of these three prominent and prolific historical writers? There may be more here than meets the ear. And we'll talk about that next week with Joel Gilbert. Dane Wigington, ladies and gentlemen, geoengineeringwatch.org, just as it sounds. I will be back with you next Wednesday, as always, at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ian Trottier, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-R.com. Follow me on Twitter, that same handle, except the .com, and on Instagram, that same handle, I-A-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. I'll talk to you next week. And until then... Be awesome!